0: Fight me! Yeah, so there goes a prelude to the end song, I guess. <laughs> but um, yeah, this is an episode. Uh, I don't know the title yet, but this is a uh, post-op. Um, I believe we spoke about it on either Bucks Effect or uh, maybe even on um, Dick Powers Hour. But um, yeah, I've been neutered in the sense uh, I went in on on uh well recently and um you know not a big deal really to me i, mean, I already got my kids some good um moral sense of like uh worse comes worse at the end I'll, I'll uh i'll never have to worry about a chick telling me that the kids mine so that's all really mainly it but the main reason why i'm putting out this episode is because um, the experience itself it was uh, completely different than I assumed it would be. And uh, it didn't... Hold on, I think my son just woke up. No? He was good? All right. Um, yeah, uh, I, I was, you know, expecting what everybody else, whenever I brought it up to the people, they were always like, oh, my God, really? Like, why are you getting a vasectomy? It's like, yeah, because I'm done, dude, and there's no real point. I don't need another kid. I'm, it's not like I would be bothered if I had another one. It's just financially, it's not a fucking thing I'd rather my two kids have everything they can than three kids kind of get just about average or the same as me but um that was the main decision behind it and like I said like I'm tired I'm done with it like if this marriage doesn't work out fuck it I'm just gonna be a weird old drifter dude that probably just like I don't know goes on and about and shit maybe that cult thing will be uh real but like, like I said the main reason why I wanted to put out this episode is because um the whole interactions that I had with, with the nurse and the doctor. Um, it was just, to me, funny. And everybody I've talked to about it, same thing. They're like, that's fucking crazy. So I figured, eh, might as well let you guys know about it. So, uh, yeah, let's see. I couldn't drink alcohol for, uh, they recommended 10 days. But in reality, it's at 7. But I figured, fuck it, I could do 10. So 10 days, no alcohol, which has been my only uh, vice as of late. Because, I mean, I don't do anything else anymore. Like I said, Uh, stop smoking. Don't even do edibles or nothing else. Um, Haven't done shit. And, uh, I mean, to me, the biggest change with that is uh, dreaming. Like, I have crazy vivid dreams. Um, I'll just throw it out real quick because, I mean, whatever. But uh, one of them actually involved uh, Bucks and uh, his family was a trip like we're the dream started we're in a in a truck which is crazy because nobody that i know of his immediate family has a truck so you know everything's already off to a weird awkward start but yeah we're either coming back from a club or coming back for something because there's a bunch of us but it wasn't his kids it was like a a adult outing and we're there me him his wife his uh shyest, shyest wife um uh, I don't remember sassy or, or powers, uh, being there. Uh, I want to say DK was there, but in another car and that happened after the altercation. But in the, in the dream we're, we're driving, we're like in a, in like a plaza parking lot and, uh, some fucking crazy lady rushes up to the car while we're in a drive through and line and, uh, fucking tries opening the door and shit. And, you know, at first we're just kind of laughing about it. because we're right like, look at this crazy drunk bitch. And then shit got crazy. She um, like kind of disappears for a bit and comes back with a rock and smashes the driver's side window or passenger side window. And uh, that's where the dream to me kicked in. And um, I was on the passenger side. And uh, I grab her. I advise um, Bucks, who's driving, hey, dude, fuck this chick. Like You can't go forward because we're in a drive-thru line, but there's nobody behind us. Fucking reverse this shit, dude. I'll hold her arm. So uh, she smashed the window, so there's broken glass um, I'm holding her arm, you know, she's kind of scratching her, clawing at me with her other arm, but I'm just kind of, you know, defending, like, that, eh, whatever, and, uh, Bucks puts it in reverse, fucking, uh, you know, tails it out, and we drag her for a bit, and, uh, I let her go, when she fucking, obviously, she's gonna fall off, so she goes off, and at that point, another, uh, person you know i guess somebody with her comes running out it's like a guy and so they start rushing they get in their car and they're chasing us and pursues to a chase so if anything out of that comes up i guess it's a premonition or something but realistic wise it was just a cool little dream like i mean like i said in, in the dream in my point i wasn't even alert or worried i was i was just like yeah whatever it was in the dream i wasn't like i said it wasn't a concern to me i was just like yeah like but everybody else in the car seemed to be fucking losing it uh it seemed like me and bucks were like the only two that kind of were like calm and collect like ain't like i said anytime i told him like hey man fucking back up fuck this bitch and he, he fucking put it in gear backed up uh i told him hey it's open that way turn left he turned left you know and everybody else in the back so he's kind of just like freaking out especially once a window smashed. like originally like i said when she just walked up to the window was banging on it and yelling all of us were kind of just laughing and kind of not really taking it as a big deal the wives were kind of you know al- like alarmed or whatever you would say but it wasn't a real big deal Anyway, back to that. Like I said, that that's the latest with uh with not uh drinking or, or being clean for a while. Uh yeah, my dreams come back to me. And they they've always been vivid. I've always been a, a big time dreamer. Uh I like it. Uh my my uh, dad taught me early on in life when I was a little guy, uh remember you're the director. Like anything you want to happen in there can and you could change it. If something's going bad, just stop it. And uh yeah. Uh, Middle school was like the probably the coolest dream set. I even have like a log, like like an old journal that I wrote out a bunch of them. That's where a lot of my original stories came from that I used to write. But uh, back on topic. So, yeah, vasectomy. So I go in. uh, They make me do my blood pressure and weight, normal stuff, which... But for me, it's kind of not because high blood pressure runs in the family. On my dad's side, like uh, pretty much every man in his side of the family has died of a heart attack. So, that's kind of an alerting kind of thing. But, I mean, they're mostly all out of shape and just fucking diehard, full-on, barbecue-eating, everyday type shit, you know? Which I can do. I totally can. I love that. I love grilling. I love meat. Like, it's fucking awesome. It tastes way better than most other things. <laughs> but, I mean, I, I, I've i been fucking around with legumes lately and, uh, you know, leafy greens and shit like that. It's not hard. Especially, I mean, like I said, once I had the kids, that, that was like my wake-up call. It was like, I'm not trying to be fucking out of shape to where I can't do shit with my kids, I'm trying to fucking go out and run around just as much as them, you know, I'm not trying to have them tire me out, the the only real thing I think of, because like like I said, I've succeeded at that, but in my head, I still want to be more active, I'm not trying to get fucking like, in crazy, like athletic shape, but I just want to be like, you know, not dad bod, and um, I mean, like I said, I I think I'm pretty good at that so far, but I, I, I could always do better, so... And I've always told myself by the time I turn 40, I want to be, like, at a high peak, you know? Like, because what else am I doing? I should be settled down by that age, which I am. I'm married. Got the kids. So I'm fucking set on that. and I don't need to, you know, run around looking for shit. And it's even crazier being married. Like, fucking chicks are all over the place, man. This ring only helps. It's not a deterrent. Maybe it is, like, you know, good lady or lady-like, you know, but the average girl the one that's like on the hunt and shit fuck no man at my work alone there's fucking randoms all the time man i've got numbers i've gotten fucking little random uh touches of the hand and shit with the eye glances all that little stuff and and a lot of them remember my name which is weird because at my work i just go by my last name so like for them to go out of their way to learn my first name is kind of like you had to figure it out from somebody and i ain't the one telling them so little shit like that but, and, but like i said it, it, to me it's more of a like uh uh, ego boost, if anything, it's not, it doesn't, it, I, like, the old 20-year-old me, uh, you know, and, like, teenage me would have been, like, fuck yeah, it is fucking awesome, like, you know, I would have probably got a little stiff or something, but, nah, those days are fucking long gone, like, for me to get anything down there, it's, you gotta fucking at least work for a bit, you know, physicality-wise, I'm talking about, like, fucking more than just touching and making out, it has gotta be more than that shit, but, um, yeah, so, vasectomy, do-do-do-do, uh, yeah, go to the doctor, do the heart thing. So, like I said, I've been, I've been kind of staying in shape, and, uh, haven't really had a scare in a while. Last time I did, I was, like, pretty bad binging, I think this is probably three or four years ago, back when Booze and Dudes was, like, at the start, which to me was kind of the peak, um, because it was just fun, like I said, we didn't know what the fuck we were doing, we were kind of learning as we did, and, um, I got over my whole, like, like, I don't know, it's so strange, because I could talk to a person one-on-one, no problem, I could tell you anything, my DK your secrets, if you're open for it, you know, I'll, I'll spill the beans on a fuck, I'm not a shy person about that, but when it comes to a group, it's not that, um, shy or timid to tell people anything, it's more of like, I don't care if you don't care, like, in a, in a large group, that's normally what happens. You can visibly see the people that don't give a fuck. You know, well, nowadays it's even more obviously look down at their phones and shit. But back in back in the day, like me growing up before cell phones were everywhere, you know, it was kind of like people just kind of zoned out, looked looked around and up and down and shit like that. So since those days are gone now, it, it's more of um, you know, like I said, it's obvious. And to me, once I see that, I kind of get distraught and or like i'm not interested anymore either it's like okay well if you don't give a fuck then i don't either so why am i even here so that's where my public speaking is a thing is like i said i'm I'm not shy I'm, i'll grab a microphone and talk it's just i don't see the point if it's not like a crowd involved in me and I, if you're not excited I, why am i so I, that's why most of the time i just don't care to. Them. i'm like yeah, i'm good dude anybody else can fucking do it and with the with um the crew i mean everybody else is more willing to talk than me so cool fuck it let them go um but uh yeah. Back on it. So yeah, uh a few years back I had a scare, like I said, but it was alcohol related. Like alcohol fucks with your blood pressure. Don't know if you guys know this, but it does. And um especially back then I used to um do the three month sobriety periods. And during those periods, if I ever went in to go get my uh blood pressure taken, the numbers were fucking excellent. And they would tell me that too. They're like, Oh wow, your numbers are like ridiculous compared to last time. Is there any changes, major changes in your life? Have you been working out more? I was like, Not any more than normal, but I did stop drinking for the last few months, and these are, like I said, this is back uh, in my early 30s, so they would be like, oh, wow, that's something you know to think about, and I would always jokingly just be like, eh, I got time on my side, like, fucking, I'll wait until I'm like 40 to really consider stop drinking, plus most of the guys that I know, outside of my family, like, my family do not get fucked, they're, they're in their 40s and 50s, they'll get fucked up, but, um, and not just on alcohol, they'll fucking do drugs, they'll do all kind of shit, I mean, not just weed, I mean, <laughs> like, heavy shit. Um, you know, actual drugs, or as potheads say nowadays, because pot isn't a drug anymore. I guess that's uh, whatever. Uh, it's, uh, even if, like, like I said, I I did morphine back in the day and opium. Like, I wouldn't consider that a druggie for whatever. But I mean, the world does, so whatever. But um, yeah. So I did my blood pressure. Came out great. She said, "I was like, oh, that's cool. Good to know." They're like, "Okay, so we can go on with the procedure." So we go into the room. LVN. Cute, older Hispanic lady. Real cute, man. Nice little fucking body and everything. I was like, all right, whatever. So, that was my only one thought. It wasn't a concern. Because, like I said, I'm not fucking small down there. I'm, like, like I technically, supposedly above average when it comes to numbers and shit. But I still don't picture myself as like, oh, yeah, I'm fucking, hey, check this out. I'm not the type of person to fucking whip my dick out and just flash it. Nah, man. When I'm when my dick's out, I'm either taking a piss or about to fucking do some shit. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not one to just be like, hey, check this out, guys. So... It's not that. And like I said, it's not that I lack confidence. It's just there's nothing major. I'm not fucking packing, but I'm not I'm not shy and I'm not of like, you know, embarrassing size, so I'm I'm all right. But uh yeah, uh when I realized that, you know, she was kind of retired, I was like, Yeah, maybe something might happen, you know, maybe I might get a little semi or some shit. But uh yeah, we're bullshitting. She's all talking and she's all like, All right, you know, change your clothes into this, you know, the old gown. All right, cool. And she's like, And when when I come back in the room, if you can't lay down and roll up your um your sleeve to expose yourself I was like all right whatever so I, i'm there get undressed uh and like i said she's trying to like leave the room and i'm like you're yeah, fine like you're gonna see it anyway and she's like oh okay so i guess it's kind of awkward for her because she's not used to that she's like yo i'm gonna leave the room i'm like it's fine i'm almost undressed already like don't even worry about it so put the apron on i lay down my feet are all crossed. i'm just staring at the at the light that's right above me and shit like that um i roll up the the gown past my dick and everything and so i'm there and uh it, the first fucking stupid joke that i could throw away she, she comes out she's like oh if you can roll it up a little bit more i'm like oh that's a first and you know like in my head i'm like oh that's a nice way of saying it. it's bigger than i thought so i roll it up more she's no kind con- like she has no interaction nothing doesn't even no chuckle nothing um then she goes oh uh i, I thought you were gonna shave i'm like well I, I trimmed i'm like i've never shaved with a razor like on my balls like i'm fucking terrified of that and she goes, okay, well, I'll do that for you. I'm like, okay. So, grabs a razor, sanitizes, fucking washes me up and stuff. She's like, this is going to be cold. Like, yeah, of course. So, she washes it. And it was cold. So, I feel the shrinkage right away. So, now I'm like, ah, fuck, this kind of sucks now. But at least she saw it before the shrinkage. So, in my head, I'm like, yeah, she saw what it, what it is normally. So, it's all good. So, she does that. Then she comes out, starts, uh, you know, swiping away uh scrotum you know just fucking shaving everything so that was kind of weird and she did it so fast that made me feel like i've been worried way too much about it so like she just went for it i was like oh that's crazy She didn't even fucking hesitate didn't move stuff around like to make it easy. nope just fucking swipe 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 all right cool so she says i'm prepped and ready and then she grabs the iodine she goes this is going to be cold and the first joke that i th- or the next joke i throw out is i'm like why don't they warm that then and she goes what i'm like the iodine right and she goes yeah or like the cleaning solution things like brown I'm like, why don't they just leave that like room temperature? I don't get that. It's like, why does it have to be cold? She so she's like, ah, oh, whatever. She just squirts it away, and that shit's cold. It was colder than the water. <laughs> so I'm like, oh fuck. So she cleans it all up. Doctor comes in the room and goes, Oh, are we are we ready? And and the LVN says, uh, no. She goes, I, I have to grab the kit. She goes, which kit do you prefer? I guess there's multiple. The doctor, um, Miss Baker, fucking cutie man, tight little bud, cute face. Oh, she was awesome. She reminded me of my ex in a way, just minus the like. Well, she had a nice ass too, but uh, titties were a little bit smaller. But then again, it could have been just the her gown. Who knows? You know, doctor shit. But uh, yeah, but face wise, reminded me of her and stuff. I was like, hey, whatever. So that was cute. And uh, she comes to my face side, starts so talking to me like, "Oh, hey, this is what's gonna happen. You know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna push on your on your scrotum from the sides to to find the veins on both sides, and that's that way I could get the start to." realize where the incision is going to be i was like yeah do what you gotta do so she's pushing away you know has her has her fingers around and she's like do you feel that does that hurt i'm like no not really she's like okay and then she goes what about here i'm like no and then she kind of like leans in more and pushes a little bit harder which i mean i could feel and kind of see her but it doesn't hurt anymore and she goes what about that i'm like no she goes what about this And so I'm all like, are you just messing with me now? So then she starts laughing. So we at least got this report. So she's giggling a little bit. I'm laughing. Like I said, I'm not, I'm just looking up at the the ceiling, put my hands over my chest, just kind of kicking it there. Like, can't really do anything. And I'm not supposed to move. So I'm not trying to fuck that shit up. What if she fucks up while I move around? Then she explains to me, like, the procedure and steps. She's like, all right, I'm going to give you a numbing agent. She's all, this is what has been known to be the most painful part of the procedure. And I was like, yeah, yeah, I read that on Google. And then she laughs, and she goes, oh, yeah, what else did Google tell you? I was like, a bunch of dumb shit, really, to be honest. And so she starts laughing. And I'm like, I don't know about you, but if you type in something, like, you know how those little check, little tabs come down, and it's like, oh, these are other questions people ask? Majority of those fucking questions are retarded. Like, one of them was talking about, like, after a visectomy, am I no longer a man? It's like, what the fuck are you talking about, dude? Like, it's just it's just semen that's being removed from me. Your testicles are still there and they're not castrating me in the sense of like an animal where they fucking remove the nuts and shit. They're not doing that. They're just snippy snip and fucking they, they cauterize the the ends that way they don't reattach. That's all that it is, but they have to do it on both sides. So she explains to me, okay, uh, that was that. And I'm like, okay, yeah, cool, cool, cool. And, um, she goes, uh, was there any concerns? And she's looking at my paperwork and she's like, oh, here at the bottom, it says that, um, you have a high tolerance for pain. What do you mean by that? And I'm like, oh, well, when I got my wisdom teeth pulled, all four of them, I woke up three times. And she goes, wow, that must have been painful. I was like, no, not at all. I'm well, the only thing that really bothered me was that I told them not to put anything on my neck. Don't know why. I've always had this thing about my neck. And my joke growing up was always that, like, oh, like, maybe, you know, I'm scared of vampires. Stupid shit that. And then uh, (laughs) a friend of mine in the last uh, handful of years goes, dude, that probably means, like, in a past life, you were hung to death. And I was like, oh, shit, I never even thought of that. But that's kind of you know maybe who knows but yeah I, I don't like my neck being like really i don't like things on my neck you can fucking like females have choked me and shit that's cool whatever like in the heat of passion and shit all good but i mean like in jiu-jitsu or like wrestling or something if somebody fucking chokes me fuck like i'm not like ah freaking out or nothing i'm just like oh shit trying to get out of it but uh like things just resting on my neck never cared for don't care for necklaces um back in the day when i was in like middle school and high school it was the fashionable to have the... I forget the fuck they're called. Buka necklaces or something. They're like the the Hawaiian Polynesian type thing. They're like white and black beaded necklaces that are like... Kind of like chokers, really. Didn't care for those. Never understood it. Whatever. Was part of it. Like I said, it was a fashion trend for a bit. I bought one or two from like... What uh, the fuck was the name of that fucking place? Uh, I don't know. Uh, it was some store. Like American uh, Eagle Outfitters type shit like that. Something like that. Anyway... <laughs> didn't really care for it, didn't last long, I was like, ah, fuck this, this is stupid, um, so I, I was telling her, I was like, yeah, it was like the only thing that was bothering me, with my um, wisdom teeth being pulled, you know, I I, um, I didn't care for shit on my neck, because they put, like, all dentists, they put a little chain around your neck, and then a little pad, that way, they can scratch, whenever they scratch away with scraper, or whatever the fuck they do, they rest it there to kind of let it clean up, or whatever, I hate that shit, I think it's annoying, I literally will move it around, out of the way, that's the only thing that bothers me, you can drill a head in my teeth all you want, fucking do whatever, doesn't really bother me, Um, so she's like, wow, it's really uh, strange, and I'm like, yeah, and I guess the um, the gas or whatever the fuck they put me under with wasn't enough, you know, and, and the dentist, or the, not the dentist, the, um, uh, the one that does the gas shit, I forget what the fuck they're called right now, but anyway, at the end of it, um, he was i guess trying to make jokes but it came out it was like calling me a drug addict uh at the time that's when i was single he was, I was uh i had my cousin live with me here and uh she was studying to be a dental hygienist who she now is and uh she was the one there to like drive me home and shit because you know you're not supposed to be able to drive or do anything fucking after uh, a major surgery like that or operation whatever fuck for the wisdom teeth i was fucking completely fine man woke up All, like i said i was up every time and the last time he was like this is our last tooth and i was like all right whatever he's like go back to sleep i just closed my eyes i was awake though i could feel the drilling and all that shit and pulling and all that. i can feel it all um and i don't mean feel it like physically pain like ah, i got it. no i just meant like i could feel what they're doing like it just felt like movement it felt like somebody touching you kind of yeah like, oh, okay i know somebody's there um so that's what i mean by i have a high tolerance for pain and my metabolism was like ridiculous like uh when it comes to drugs and stuff they run through me uh, I mean I could take a piss test probably ha- at half the time or half life of what is normal you know for the common people and uh so it's, I've always known that and uh so I told her that and she's like oh well hopefully uh <laughs> what I give you to numb the area and everything she's all the she's all the operation shouldn't take longer than 15 minutes I was like oh wow that's crazy I heard like in and out in 45 she goes well maybe that's from like checking and stuff she's like but we should be good I was like all right cool so she has everything figured out. She knows where she's going to go. She does the initial and she's like, okay, I'm going to call it a pinch. She's all, like, when I tell you pinch, that's going to be the intense one. She's all, like, but then when I put the pressure in, you know, putting in the serum, just like when you get your um, blood drawn to me, the only part that hurts, isn't the needle going in. It's the feeling of the blood going out. And it's not that it's painful. It's just, you notice it, or at least I notice it. I'm just like, ah, like you kind of feel that like, Oh, okay. I feel blood flowing. That's what she was describing with the, um, injection going in. She's like, it's been described as fire or hot. She's also, I'm going to tell you pinch when I pinch you with the needle, she's on, then I'm going to say fire, fire, fire while I'm injecting. I'm like Okay. So she does it. She goes pinch. Do you feel that? And I'm like, Nope. And she goes fire, 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 anything. I'm like, not really. She goes, okay. Yeah. Well, that's really good. She goes Okay, I'm going to start the operation as long as everything goes good. Like I said, 10 to 15 minutes. I was like, Oh, that's sweet. So we're there. Oh, that was the other one. So, while... Um, oh, man, I skipped ahead. So, when the doctor came in, before she started doing the pressure thing, uh, she asked her which kit we're going to use, and the, the LVN said, oh, I hadn't set it up yet. And she goes, uh, we'll go ahead and go with um, set one. And she goes, oh, okay, we have all that here, because she said the equipment for set two, I need to grab some. she goes, no, 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 I, I should be fine with set one. And so, while the LVN's setting up and putting up the the stuff out on the tray, you know, like the incision stuff and everything, uh, I hear the doctor, uh, turn to her, and, um, right after she sets it up, she says, oh, this looks nice, thank you, and me, being smart as I am, as soon as she says, this looks nice, I go, yeah, I get that a lot, talking about my dick, the fucking doctor laughs, again, LVN, no fucking laughter, no, nothing, no change at all, so... That happens. Like I said, me and her like hit it off. And me and this doctor were fucking awesome. We're bullshitting. Uh, like I said, went, the Google talk came in and she's like, what else does it say on Google? I was like, this, this, and this. She's like, well, that's just wrong. I'm like, yeah, I know. But who the hell asked questions like that? Like, why would you? Like the whole manhood thing came up and then, oh, uh, will I lose testosterone? Because of this is like, and she's like, no, testosterone has nothing to do with semen. And I'm like, yeah, no, what the fuck? Like, do people really ask this shit? She goes, you'd be surprised by the amount of shit that people ask. Well, she didn't say shit, but she was like, you'd be surprised by the amount of stuff that people ask. I'm like, that's crazy. I'm like, do people not realize like your phone's smarter than you? That's why they call them smartphones because people were dumb as fuck. And so we're laughing about that shit. And then um, I forget how the fuck it came up. Oh, maybe because she kept bringing up the kids because that's like a question they always ask you there. She's like, do you have children? And I was like, yeah, two. And she's like, what are their ages? And I'm like, this and this. And she goes, oh, okay. She goes, so you really are done then? I'm like, yeah, I'm good. I had to tell her about how like it's technically I have two children, but we've had three pregnancies because the miscarriage is the initial. And she's like, oh, I'm sorry about that. She, and then she opens up. She's like, uh, me and my husband too also had a, a miscarriage. She's all, but uh, it was different than yours. She goes, our first kid it was perfect, no complications, nothing during it. She's all, and then my second we miscarried. She's all, but I I went through pretty much the whole um labor or and i was like oh man i'm really sorry because that that's insane to me like to carry a kid and it's all healthy and everything for the whole eight to nine months well so many weeks and then for it to go bad that last time i don't know what i would do like i mean that would probably fuck me up a lot more for sure than what happened with us like i said with us we we were pregnant for like knew of being pregnant for maybe three whole weeks and it was our first checkup when they detected no heartbeat and that was like you know that's it, it just sucks, man, but it happens. And what's scary, if you look shit up nowadays, at least in America, that shit's becoming like a higher percentage rate thing. I think I think, think realistic-wise, it's our diet. Our diet's getting worse. The average person is fucking fat and fucked up. Inflammation rates are fucking high. Diabetes rates. like Diabetes used to be a rare condition that only affected like, what, six to seven people. And that's not counting the ones that were born with it. Like, diabetes type 1, I believe it is. Um, where you're born with it, can't do nothing. You're just going to be on insulin your whole life. That's, I'm not even counting those people. Like that's a rarity in its own. It's like a weird family trait supposedly, but the diabetes type two, I believe, like I said, I'm not hundred percent on this, but the point two part, the one where like you develop it later in life. That shit's skyrocketing, man. That shit's starting to get to, like, the 10%. And uh, within men, they're saying, like, after the age of 34, 35, it's fucking up to, like, 15, damn near 20 now. Like, so, people gotta... That's my thing. My thing is, uh, like, my thought process and everything, like, reading up on a lot of shit and people that do fucking family health. I think that's what it is. It's that our fucking health is fucked up as a whole. And so, the mortality rate of, of childbirth is getting fucking worse. And, I mean... Like I said, she looked great. This doctor was great. So in my head, I was like, oh, um, But she goes, well, and then I changed my health, and I changed a lot of dieting. She's on, we were able to have another child. I was like, oh, congratulations. She's like, yeah, yeah, She's like, that's our rainbow baby. And that's a term that people use. I never knew about it, but um, a rainbow baby is what is considered the child after uh, a miscarriage or uh, a loss because the loss is the storm, and then this is the rainbow that comes after the storm. You know, And then uh, people like me that have had another kid after the fact. So after the rainbow is what was at the end of the rainbow, the pot of gold. So they called, they call that kid, a, uh, your pot of gold, your golden child, which I mean, is kind of a different term for me. Like, I mean, I remember golden child being like the sacred son, but which is crazy because for me, it is a, like, that's my son. Like my brother only has uh, two daughters and I had a dollar or a daughter, which is my rainbow child. And then I had my pot of gold son, which, you know, like I said, golden child is normally like a son, your firstborn boy to continue your name and heir and all that bullshit. But that's what it was. So she had, uh, her, uh, rainbow, but like I said, she has two kids. She was, so she was telling me that. So we were talking about that shit and then we opened up and got all crazy talk. Cause like I said, we're just there, like, you know, she's doing her thing and every so often she's asking me like does that hurt i'm like nope don't feel nothing she's like, all right i'm gonna put a clamp in she's like do you feel anything i'm like i feel movement but i don't feel pain or nothing she's like wow you're doing incredible i'm like yeah yeah." and in my head all i'm thinking about is like man like is this bad like that my balls are like this like prone to pain Like, like i mean don't get me wrong i've done some fucked up shit like not to them but i mean i've fucking worked some random ass chicks that were like you know like bar chicks they are like fuck me harder like fuck yeah I'll fuck the shit out of you and the next day my balls are sore my fucking pelvic area is all fucked up and like I mean she can't walk right everything's fucking awesome I'm thinking I did my best but out in my head while all this is going on I'm like fuck man is that like what's happening like did I fuck myself up to the point where like that shit's numb like I don't because I mean when I have sex it's gratifying to me I feel enjoyment I mean I feel the nuts I'm like oh what happened oh my god I came no like I still feel everything it's awesome sex is great everybody um but uh yeah so we're bullshitting now and so she's telling me about uh somehow religion came up i want to say that uh that came up with like the whole like oh um about the topic of bisectomy it's like yeah you know um she's all because for her she talked about how um or she asked like why are you doing this as opposed to your wife? And I was like, oh, well, she had natural birth. So, I mean, if she had a cesarean, you know, it's already easy. You're already open. She goes, oh, yeah, she's all. Like, my last child was cesarean, so that's why we just decided to tie my tubes. I'm like, yeah, that's what I get a lot from, like, a lot of my female friends and my family. You know, they've they said that after, like, their third or fourth kid, they're like, yeah, I already have a cesarean, so you might as well tie it up while I'm while I'm open. But, like I said, my, my wife had normal vaginal birth, so there's kind of no point in doing a extra surgery for her where, the complicated chances of her are, you know, like they're more risk as opposed to me. Worst case scenario, like that was a joke too that I kept saying about it. If they fuck up a vasectomy, worst case scenario, you still can't have kids. Best case scenario, you can't have kids. But in reality, like the real worst case is that like, you get an infection, you might lose a testicle. And all was time, I'm like, ah, fuck, that would suck. I'm all, but don't you get like the fake rubbers, balls, and stuff like that? So, like I said, me and this fucking uh, doctor, are, like, cracking it up and shit. We're just talking shit. She ends up telling me how she's uh she's a Mormon, you know, and she's like, oh, I don't know what you are. I'm, like, oh, I'm, I'm an atheist, and she goes, Oh wow, my brother is, and then we start talking about that. She's like, uh, she's telling me about how her brother, uh, it's her younger brother, and uh, it's just her and her brother, and uh, that kind of got her mom upset. She's like, Why does she? He always likes to during family things like Christmas and stuff. He's like, You know, this isn't really Jesus' birthday. It's just the winter solstice, and he pisses off his mom. And I go, yeah, that's not the type of atheist I am. And she goes, what do you mean by that? I'm like, I don't know if you ever heard of this dude named Richard Dawkins. And she goes, no. I'm like, he's a fucking douche. I'm like, don't listen to him. I'm like, I hate people like that. He's he's one of those atheists that like, it's as if he wants the atheism to become its own religion, which is retarded because it's anti-religious. So what the fuck are you doing? Like, we don't need to get together and go, hey, man, you're, not, you're still not believing in God? Me neither. That's fucking dumb. You don't need to do that. And for for me, I never cared because I don't give a fuck about religion. And I don't mean that in the sense of like, oh yeah, if you're religious, fuck you. Nah, man. The, the guys in the crew are religious. I'm still cool with them. It doesn't bother me. Yeah, um, back in the day, uh, Powers and, and Bucks used to be Mormon. And they took me to the Mormon church when it first opened out here locally in Redlands. Whatever, man. I was all about it. I wasn't going to go in there and be like, fuck this place. I was just interested. Like, well, that was really nice. Cool shit. And like I said, I have nothing negative really to say about them as a whole. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, if you go specifics, yeah, Mormons are kind of bad, you know. Like, especially in Utah and shit like that. And the ones that had to go to Mexico. That's his own thing. Like, And, and it turns out those are the bad kind. And uh, that's what um, the doctor was saying. When I was like, oh, the Mormons? Like, the which ones? And she goes, oh, the good ones. Not, not the ones that marry a bunch. I was like, oh, okay. I was about to say. And she goes, what do you mean? I'm all, well, you're a doctor. I'm pretty sure you make money. I'm all, that'd be kind of shitty if you're the, the bad kind where like, you know, your husband could just keep marrying a bunch of people and stuff and you're over here making money for him. That's kind of fucked up. And so she laughed. And well, like I said, we we're just bullshitting and and it was pretty cool, man. We, we just laughed it up and everything. And then she tell me I'm all done telling me, uh, you know, it went well, everything looks good. I was like, oh, cool. Thanks. And, uh, <laughs> and then, um, she goes, yeah, if you have any questions, I'm, I'm going to be here available. But I'm going to go off and go to the next room. She's on I got another uh, operation to do. She's like, but good talking to you. She's all, um, I'll get back to you in about 10 to 15 minutes. She's like, we're going to give you time to like relax, gather yourself. She's all, you can take your time, getting dressed. dress, uh, leave the door open and let us know when you're out of here that way. And like, we'll know and we'll meet you in the, in the waiting room and we'll give you the paperwork for the procedure and, and your stuff for return to work. Well, like, oh, yeah, no worries. So I literally like jump out of the fucking chair pretty much. And she's like, whoa, whoa. whoa. Like you need to slow down. I'm like, okay, I'm I'm all right. She goes, trying to stretch. You know, do you have like a jock support or anything? I was like, I haven't worn that since I played sports. I'm all, but I do have these sheaths. Shout out sheaths, anybody? Uh, they're awesome, big time game changer. If you don't got the money for them, because I mean, I want to say a pair is like twenty three dollars. I, I the first pair I got, I got at a at a festival. Like they were there. This is back in the day when sheath was like brand new. He was there. He was bullshitting. We walk over, um, me and a girl that I was dating then. I Walked over there, uh, answered a few questions, and uh, I guess my questions or whatever I gave, they're like, oh, well, here you go, you won one. Boom, they give me a pair of underwear. Sweet. They're awesome. What it is, the word sheath, you know, describing like a sheath for like your sword or a dagger or whatever, same shit. It separates your balls and your dick. There's a fucking separate uh, pouch for your balls, which support, like not just like regular boxers, like it, it's noticeable. And then there's the secondary one for your dick. You put your dick in that hole. It gives it a little elephant trunk look. Fucking nice, man. I like it because uh, in SoCal, it's fucking hot. And I mean, summer's coming up. Uh, if you're a dude, you know, especially in the heat and you're walking around, your balls stick to your fucking dick. Shit gets humid down there. It's not the best. Sheath prevents that shit, man. And then you pull them out. Like I said, your balls and your dick are separated, so they're both breathing on their own and and the material is breathable it's fucking nice man it's made from that weird shit i forget what the fuck it's called like rain rail on or i don't know it's made from bamboo it's fucking comfortable as shit uh like i said if you can't afford that if 20 bucks sounds expensive for one pair of underwear which i mean don't get me wrong it does i don't care if you have the money for it or not it's kind of bullshit go on amazon there's a a really good brand called separate tech it's spelled separate and then a c uh they'll give you a three pack in all kind of fucking different designs and colors and shit i just chose basic fucking like weird blue black ones whatever you know but uh they'll say you a three pack for about the same price like 27 bucks i think or something like that they're fucking worth it everybody everybody should have some seriously especially out here like where i live or anywhere where it's dry and hot anywhere where it's humid fucking get them man they're game changer they're awesome so i showed her those I was like oh yeah i have these she grabs them from well ass she's like oh can i see those Dude, she's fucking looking around like, wow, this is great. She's all about them. She's like, wow, I should recommend this. I'm like, yeah, they're awesome. I'm like, called sheets," you know, like, I have a few of those, so I figure I should wear them, you know, for the next few days. She goes, yeah, they're great. And dear God, did they help. Um, I went through, because like I said, I had the one and then the three packs. So I have four. I went through four in the first four days and never had a problem, never nothing, no issues. The fifth day, I ended up wearing um, these compression type ones that kind of have like a... They don't have a sheet thing, but they kind of have like a cup support area where it's like separate. Yeah, noticeable. Uh, like just it just felt different. Uh, it was like pinching and shit. Maybe it was just a recovery, whatever. But um, it was noticeable. So like I said, those that, that helped out a lot. But um, yeah, we're just bullshitting. She's tripping out the whole time that I'm getting dressed. She's like, "Wow, you're like really active." And I'm like, Yeah and she goes, Are are you fine? Like did the sedation or she's all do you feel anything down there at all? I'm like, No, should I? And she goes, Yeah. I'm like, oh, okay. And she goes, Okay, well, um she's all you do have somebody here driving you, right? I'm like, Yeah, my wife's here. Okay. So, um I go outside, leave the door open and before that when I turn around, when I first got up, uh, all that iodine, I didn't know that, but uh, I knew I was bleeding a little, you know, because they, they put gauze, and they tell you that. They're like, put gauze over this one, over your over your scrotum, you know, your balls, and um, you're going to put that between your, your underwear. That way you don't stain your underwear. I was like, oh, yeah, no worries. So I do that, and like I said, I see the blood. I'm like, all right, whatever. It's not like, oh, no, what the fuck, my balls. I just put them on there, put my, uh, my sheath on, put my pants on, shoes and everything, fucking shirt, get dressed, walk out. And before I walk out, when I first got up and jumped out of the chair, I looked down and the, the, um, the little cover that they had for like the blood and stuff for where the operating area was, it's fucking covered. It looks like a horror movie. And I'm over here like, oh my God, like, did I lose so much blood? And then she reminded me like, no, 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 no. The, the cleaning solution, like it's dark, it's brown. I was like, oh fuck, dear God. And so she's laughing again. She's just like, oh, that's crazy. And then the whole thing of me getting up, she's like, hey, calm down. Like you shouldn't be like this. Like, okay, cool. I walk out. And in this area, this little waiting room, that's all they do there. Like, it's an outpatient thing. And uh, so it's just me, a bunch of dudes, and, like, a handful of, like, either their wives or whoever's driving Mostly all guys, though. Even guys came in double packs. Like, it was, like, dude and, like, I guess his son or dude and, like, his buddy. I don't know. But uh, they were the ones there. My wife remembers, like, because, like I said, we got there early. We were just kind of sitting there, you know. They called out a few different people's names. And so she was paying attention. I didn't. Because I don't really fucking care. I have i don't know. I, Especially even nowadays with phones. Like most people just stare at their phone. I don't even do that. I just kind of zone out. Like I don't care about people unless you're making attention to yourself. If somebody's loud, it annoys me. Uh, like, if I'm autistic, that's the fucking only trait that I think I can t- or carry. Like I don't care for loud noises. People included. If you're fucking talking extra loud, it's just fucking annoying to me. I'll literally stare you down to the point of like what the fuck do you like shut up or girl like like fuck man you're loud um the most annoying one or pet peeve to me big time is when people fucking are on their phones on speakerphone next to their fucking ear like i understand if you have a speakerphone and like you put it down the floor and like you know you're holding shit moving stuff around it's really me with my kids you know i'll put it on speakerphone put it on the floor i'm like changing my son or whatever talking to people but when you're fucking holding it Nobody else is around. You got two free hands. You can fucking put it to your goddamn ear. They put the fucking speakerphone up to their fucking mouth and just talk out loud. God, I hate that shit. Um, here's a trick for you. If uh, you also hate that shit, if you're in a public place, my favorite is like um, uh, in line at a grocery store. Anywhere where you're in line, pretty much. But that's mainly where I wait for places. Like everywhere else, I don't really go to lines. So I don't know. I either go early or whatever. But that, back to... so. When somebody's on speakerphone and they're talking to somebody, wait till the person on the speaker, like the person on the phone, not the one in front of you physically, but says something that's kind of funny or shocking or whatever, and go ahead and react to that out loud. Mainly for me, like I said, I wait till somebody the till that person says something funny, and what I do is overreact. I act as though whatever joke or stupid thing they said is the funniest fucking shit I've ever heard in my life. I laugh extremely out loud oh my god ha ha! and then I'll turn around to other people in the line because they don't know me either but they're gonna join me on my side because of what's happening I go did you guys hear that that's crazy I can't believe he said that and then I will repeat the joke out loud that way the person on the phone realizes how fucking stupid they sound and that everybody can hear what the fuck they're saying most of the time they'll turn around and look at me as if why the fuck are you intruding in my conversation which is the fucking stupidest shit because you're literally giving everybody in the room your conversation. So why the fuck are you going to look at me like that? So I'll just do it. i don't give a fuck. And i look straight at them in the eye like, oh man, your fucking buddy's hilarious. And about 90% of the time, that person will literally go, hold on, click it and push it off a speaker and put it back to their fucking ear. Great. That's success. 10% of the time, they might turn around and be like, what the fuck, man? Da, 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 da. I'm talking to someone. Those are the shitty people. I mean... You can pick and choose. You do it. Like I said, I just do it to everybody. It doesn't matter to me. So uh, that's something. But um, so, yeah, like I said, I, I wasn't paying attention to these people while they were walking in, these guys, to go get the operation before me. I don't care. Like, if they say somebody's name, I'm never like, oh, let me look around whose name that is. I don't fucking care. It doesn't affect my life. I'm going to forget this when I leave anyway. So why bother paying attention to it now? If anything, I was just bullshitting my wife. And she's you know being the nurse she's over here like are you are you worried are you concerned like you know everything i'm like i'm good like what else can i do i'm already here i'm all if i if i didn't want to come i had all these months to not come because i was on like a wait list for a while and so whatever like i said i was there i prepped i already stopped drinking you know stopped doing everything so whatever um so i come walking out (laughs) and uh i walk out look for my wife ah cool find her go sit down and she's like are you okay i'm like yeah what and she goes oh uh okay so we're just sitting there and she's on her phone still like messing around with some shit and then my name gets called again so i get up turn around walk over and it's the same lvn nurse that helped prep you know shave me and everything the one that didn't care for the jokes she goes whoa whoa, slow down mr zamora and i'm like okay and she goes are, are you are you feeling okay i'm like yeah i feel great and she goes oh okay and then she hands me uh the bag biohazard bag it has uh more gauze in it an ice pack um uh uh specimen container which is for my semen eventually but from what i was told from people at work that got it done but they got it a few years back so i guess things have changed now they were told to come back like immediately i think in the next two weeks to come back do a sperm sample and then uh if that number was like a certain number low i guess it was considered good if not they were told to come back because everybody's different everybody's different you know um some people have high sperm count some people don't I, I remember at least after the first pregnancy and stuff like that, just going to go test. I was like, yeah, fuck it. We're already at the doctor's office anyway. Can't, I'll just go. It costs like five bucks or something because of, I don't even think it actually cost me anything. But I like I said, I have insurance, so it didn't fucking matter. I just went down there, jerked off into a cup. They gave they gave it to them. They fucking told me, yeah, your sperm's actually really high. And I was like, oh, really? Like, what does that mean, high? They're like, high as in like for your age. Because at the time, I was in my 30s. They were saying that I had numbers of like a 20-something-year-old. Well, like, yeah, that makes sense. I'm mean, cause my family makes kids like it's not really a difficult thing for us you know uh like my dad always said it's the one thing you do with your eyes closed it's that easy and it was for me you know? like i said it wasn't ever my my problem which i mean i'm not talking crap about my wife or nothing but like, that's what it was it wasn't my issue it was hers and i mean we got over it we took care of the issue and now we have two great kids so all, all in all who cares I, i'm happy but um yeah, so they told me that I had a high sperm count. So in my head, I'm thinking, oh, shit, like, you know, the next few times, I'm going to probably be one of those guys that has to keep coming. But it turns out, no. Nowadays, they tell you, uh, come back in a few months. I don't think I go back until August or September, somewhat. I know it's before October. But yeah, I go I go back then, and I got to do this fucking jerk-off sample shit. And it was funny, because in the paperwork, which is handed to me, I like to read shit. I'm not the type of person where they're just like, here you go. You have any questions? And just be like, oh, no. And then walk away, and then be like, I have all these questions now. I'll stop, and I can read fast because I read books all the time. It's not like words haven't changed, you know. <laughs> so while she's talking to me, I'm just I grab the paper, I'm kind of reading it, and I laugh. I'm like, at the bottom it says here um, to come back and um, to to um, masturbate and or get nurses' assistance. <laughs> and so I go, what does this mean? And she goes, which part? And I point at it, and she goes, oh, masturbate. And I'm like, no, 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 the next part. And she goes, oh, for a nurses' assist. I'm like. What are you gonna do? Jerk me off? Like kinda like she looked at me like real harsh because like I said, I'm saying this in the fucking waiting room. There's people around. So she's like, Oh, no, there's there's different things. I'm like, oh, okay, this is weird. I'm I've never heard of that. Like, (laughs) what the fuck? Like, that's okay. And so again, no reaction from her. She doesn't fucking find my jokes at all humorous or comments, whatever. So um, she goes, No, you're fine. She goes, But priority right now for you is uh to ice it down, you know, twenty minutes on, twenty minutes off for the next few hours until you go to sleep for the next few days, well, okay, and she goes, and also, only take Tylenol, don't take ibuprofen, because I asked her, I was like, what about ibuprofen, and stuff? she goes, no, 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 And she goes, no, Tylenol, and I was like, children's Tylenol, or just regular, she goes, just regular, is fine, don't do maximal strength, just do regular, I was like, okay, cool, and I'm all, and question two, because I don't like taking fucking, it's stupid, former drug addict and all, I don't care to take fucking ibuprofen, Tylenol, no. I don't, I, I hate them, I don't know, I, I hate most drugs, <laughs> like, I, I don't take anything i could have fucking sinuses up the ass i will like be like "Ah, i'll be fine i'll just take a shower a warm fucking shower and let it all drain out i'm that type of person i don't care to take uh tylenol or nothing i don't know why i I don't care to i I don't think i need it most of the time but like i said it's funny knowing that i do drugs or i used to do drugs recreationally all the fucking time like for fun and drugs that weren't even mine Like, if uh, a buddy of mine, like, like I think I mentioned it before, one of my buddies, after he got his divorce, he got like crazy depression, man, distraught as fuck. And he would come party with us out all the time, you know, just to get out and would drink. And he was like, Yeah, I'm not supposed to drink while I'm on, you know, my antidepressants. I'm like, Oh, yeah, why not? He's like, I don't know. The doctor said, No, I'm all fuck it, dude, I'll do it with you. (laughs) So, like, he would give me a pill. I'd take it, drink. I'm like, Fuck, dude, this shit's awesome, man. It makes me more buzz than, like, normal. And, like, now I'm a lightweight. I could drink a few beers and get all fucked up. This is great. That's how my dumbass is. Like, that's me. But like I said at the same time, I won't take ibuprofen. I'm in pain. I'm like, nah, I'll just fucking lay down, take a fucking nap. I'll I'll work it out. <laughs> so I asked her that. I was like, hey, do I really need to take the Tylenol or is it just if I feel pain? She goes, no, 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 only if you need it. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. So I don't need to take it then. She goes, okay. She's all like, most people take it the first few days. I was like, alright, cool. Nothing, man. Uh we're walking back. I'm fucking fine. I'm walking all normal. My wife explains to me. Cause like I said, when I first came out, she was like, she's like, are you fine? I was like, yeah. She goes, Oh wow. Like, and she kind of wanted to talk, but like I said, she was on her phone and she put it down, but she, she was trying to talk, tell me something and that's when they called my name. So it turns out what she was trying to tell me, cause we're walking away now. She goes, I didn't want to say it cause of the people there, I was like, what? She goes, it was really weird seeing you just walk out there. I'm like, what do you mean? She goes, there were three other people that went in before you. She's on every one of them. When they were walking out, was like limping, like showing agony. And I was like, man, really? And she goes, one of them literally was holding the wall to walk. And I was like, what the fuck? I was like, was it that older guy? She goes, no, he was just limping. She's like, it was a guy, like, the one that looked like our age. And I was like, what? She's like, yeah, he was literally holding the wall to walk. And I was like, that's fucking hilarious. She goes, yeah, that's probably why the nurse is talking to you the way she was. Like, are you sure you're fine? And you're like, yeah, I'm fine. What's up? (laughs) So, yeah, like I said, I already knew it anyway, but that's just another reassurance of it. that Yeah, I just have a high tolerance for pain and my metabolism is ridiculous. I don't, I mean, I guess it's good. I mean, I've broken bones before and I've been like, oh, you know, whatever. Dislocated my shoulder uh, when I was in Texas. Uh, not the last time, but the second to last time with my fam. Or it was just with my wife. This is before pregnancies and everything. Uh, re uh, Popped it back in place while in Texas and drove back home. I drove, like, I mean, I could have easily let my wife drive, but I was like, nah, I'm fine. Drove with my arms still dislocated and out of, like, the sock, and, uh, yeah, I mean, that's just me. I've always been that way. I've, I've never been one to be like, "Oh God, oh fuck, oh. So, I mean, it is what it is, but, yeah, that kind of made me laugh about that. And then, um, yeah, that was kind of the whole thing. I came home, didn't really feel any pressure or pain. To me, the worst part of the whole thing is that I can't fucking swim with my kids. And we've been swimming almost every goddamn day since um, they finished their uh, swim class. While well, my son finished his first one. That little dude loves the water, man. He'll fucking swim in there. If if we weren't paying attention and we just had him near a pool, he'll just walk right into it. He, he's that comfortable with the water. He does not He's not fearful of it. get okay, fuck. My daughter, even more so. She'll run and jump in that shit. We have the reminder when we go swimming, hey, put this vest on. <laughs> Um, but yeah she she loves swimming she wants to do shit on her own don't hold me she wants to fucking just paddle on her own from one end to the other you know it, it's fucking funny dude. I, I love it so that kind of sucks because I can't enjoy it with them anymore Tempor- well not anymore but temporarily I can't for a while I can't submerge myself in water they told me I can't take a bath I was like even like Epson's all bad they're like no you can't take a bath at all like you need that area to heal let the stitches fall out she's all once the stitches on the outside fall out that means the stitches on the inside have dissolved I was like, okay, cool. She's like, if you get intense pain in either side, you know, that's like a sign to call us. She's like, it's probably nothing. But worst case, you know, it could be like you're getting an infection. You could, you know, our blood could be bleeding internally, so, you know, you can get an infection. She's like, well, okay, cool. So, I mean, I've been good. Uh, I didn't drive that day. I just kind of relaxed. Tried to. They told me to try to sleep uh, a total of 10 to 12 hours in a day. They were up to 15. I'm like, that's not happening. <laughs> And it didn't, I mean, I didn't really feel tired or the effects of it until about, uh, it was, the operation was on Friday. Saturday, I was, uh, I was being lazy, just stayed home and watched the fights. actually went out with the kids in the morning, went out with them to my in-laws. That sucked, because my kid weighs 20 pounds now, and for the first two or three days, they tell you you can't lift more than 10. That kind of sucks, and he's used to me just picking him up all the time, so I couldn't. Uh, my daughter same thing. She wanted me to hold her. I couldn't. Um, by Sunday, this is, uh, I think it lifts to fifteen, and then every other day goes up like three and a half. And I don't know. It was whatever. So, come Saturday, the next the week after is when supposedly I'm back to normal, hundred percent. I could do cartwheels and shit. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Um, but uh, yeah. I mean, and I went to work. I, I took off Saturday and Sunday because those are normally my Monday and Tuesdays. I took those two days off. Saturday, I, uh, like I said, I hung out with the wife and, and the kids and the, and, the, and the in-laws and stuff, which is kind of cool. They're Hallmark people. Uh, their grandma's still alive. So that's my kid's great-grandma. She watches Hallmark. I mean, I don't remember it being Hallmark before. I think it was Lifetime before that my mom used to watch. Before, like, in the last eight to ten years, it turned into, like, the batter's wives club thing, which is an old family guy joke. But, I mean, it's true. Like, you watch Lifetime now. That's all it is. It's like revenge shit. Whatever uh i mean that's for a certain demographic i guess but no hallmark has always been cheesy cool i'm okay with that shit. you know i won't go out of my way to watch it on my own but if it's in the room with other people i'm fine with it the only thing that bothers me about my in-laws is that they all talk extremely loud so the tv's loud to try to be louder than them but they just get louder and everybody has their own conversations with amongst themselves as opposed to just one conversation so, I, you know, I could only put up with that so long. And it was the day of the fight. So, I was like, yeah, hey, I'm going to go home and watch the fights. All right, cool. So, I went home. Pretty much just relaxed. Had a bag of frozen veggies on my dick and my balls. Let them fucking ice out. That didn't bother me, you know. Uh, if anything, my dick got numb. That's how, like, because, like I said, you still can't feel your balls. They're, like, you know, supposedly in pain or whatever. But, I, no, nothing noticeable to me. But, yeah, my dick alone, like, I was like, fuck, man. It's, like, frozen. Feels numb on the bottom end. But, um. Yeah, that was fine. Watch the fights. I think Holmes won. Uh, You can argue all you want. I mean, third round to me. I think she won it. But whatever. They gave it to Valera or Vera or something her name is. They're Portuguese. They fucking can't speak right. Um, uh, Yeah, or pronounce things. So there's that. So she won. I mean, but to me, that fight of the night for that one was uh, the other Brazilian that fought Ecuadorian. Uh, They kind of looked like mirrored images of each other. I forget his fucking name. Paraguay. Pariwana or Parika. I don't know. He, he's a guy that's famous for fucking doing backflips and capoeira shit pre fight. Like, that's just how he walks to the ring. And then, first few rounds, he'll be crazy like that. That was a badass fight, man. They're uh, middleweights, I want to say. If not, welterweights, maybe 170. Big dudes. But uh, yeah, they're fucking throwing blows, man. That was a great fight. Uh, so I got to enjoy that shit. Uh, watch some others. Um, so that was Saturday. Sunday, still no pain. Slept well. Um did church woke up early went to church Uh, my kids do that my wife does that they go to church every every sunday pretty much i think they miss like one or two a year but uh they do church all the time so my kids are used to that my daughter gets all dressed up wears fucking her favorite dress she uh come sunday night they my my daughter and my wife plan out the whole week she picks her clothes for school uh, you know, my daughter helps. It's not like she's just like, oh, wait, I want to wear this, and it doesn't matter. No, she kind of understands clothes and colors and shit. So, she picks out that. She picks out her, her dress that she wants to wear for church. So, she's all about it. My son, on the other hand, he's decked to fucking the nines, man. He's wearing a suit and tie. He has a fucking vest most of the time. Um, yeah, he's all done up and shit. His hair's all day. He's fucking, he's a star. He, he's a little attention getter and shit. So, I had to kind of match that. I had a button up that, um... That was like color themed around his. My little checkered one. It was like blue and green and gray. His undershirt over, underneath his vest was around those colors. So that was kind of cool. We got to match. My daughter had something pink. My wife had something like a light pinkish or dark pinkish light reddish color. So yeah, you know, everybody was matching. And uh, they had family friends at at the um, at church. There's this older lady. I don't know how old she is. She could easily be, uh, for sure she's in her 90s she could be faking it and be in her hundreds fucking super awesome lady man she she's just one of those sweet old ladies that like you know whenever you see them in a movie you're like oh she's one of those she's a living version of that shit she's fucking great she gives you a little hug she holds your hands she puts your little her little hands on, on your on your hands and you know clenches you to hold you to talk to you and stuff she's fucking awesome man. she, she does that whisper talk shit like oh it's so great to see you oh fucking i love people like that and then there's these Filipino ladies that are uh, in their seventies, but fuck man, Filipino ladies—they like they, they age great. She looks like she's in her forties or something like that. Um, they're there, little people too. Um, like I mean, like and when I say little people, I mean like four nine <laughs> at the most. Uh, they're super cool. They they've gone to the baby showers. They've gone to the birthdays. They're awesome people. They they go all out and every so often they'll just buy gifts for the kids and give them to the uh, my wife at church. So they're all stoked to see us as a whole family at church. And they're oh, wow, it was great to see you. They're awesome people, man. Nothing but great things to say. Only difference that I totally forgot about is uh, COVID shit still kind of because of fucking, which is fucking stupid, man. I hated that. Like I said, I'm not a churchgoer. I don't, well, I mean, I went to church, but on my own, I wouldn't go. Um, And I hate the whole term Easter worshiper shit, which is fucking stupid. Like, they're Catholics or Christian, Like, pick one. Like, don't fucking... Uh, I hate people are just retarded but um yeah so they're there um and uh I forgot where I was going with this um people older people church oh okay COVID so when COVID happened fucking the first thing that I thought was fucking bullshit besides like a mass shutdown okay fine it was supposed to be two three weeks whatever fuck it was supposed to be I I don't even remember because that's how fucking long ago it was that shit ended up turning into two years bullshit number one but during that time, church was still going because people, especially like, yeah, I remember like the average church goer believes that God and faith helps. Cool. Let them have that. What ended up happening, I don't know how it was in other states, but in California, our fucking piece of shit, Governor Newsom, fuck that guy. Um, he basically put a mandate that said, yeah, church can't be in service. I don't want anybody going. What the fuck is wrong with you? The first fucking awesome thing that happened around, at least locally or around myself, like I said, the only reason why I know these things is because of my wife. The All the churches, even the ones that weren't tech savvy at the time, went to Facebook. They started doing Facebook Live, doing their masses on, on there. You can fucking look at it later. You can look at it live, whatever. It was great. That's cool, man. Don't get me wrong. Like I said, I'm not a Facebook person. I don't care for fucking social media myself. doesn't matter, but I understand what it's for and that it helps people. I'm not one to be like, yeah, I need to shut down. Fuck that. I don't care like i said if you don't like it then don't fucking be a part of it and that's me i don't care for it so i'm not a part of it but that happened then the other thing that i remember noticing uh and my wife was telling me was the churches started doing outdoor mass because they're like all right well if you guys are saying that we can't do fucking masses or churches because or our services because it's indoors and that's the threat you know then let's do it outside and we'll fucking allow people to be as far as they want from each other if they want to sit down on chairs they can sit down on chairs they want to stand up and fucking be a uh, cool fine so they did that. My wife's church did that for a while. That was, I, I think I went to one of those. I want to say it was the Easter one. I, I don't know why I was off, but I, I was off. Or it was around the Easter week, the Holy Week or whatever. So it was probably the Sunday before. I mean, Palm Sunday. I, I fucking don't even remember these things. But uh, it was around that time. Maybe it was one of the Lent uh, Sundays. You know, the 40-day shit. But um, I went to one of those. We're outdoor. I saw nothing wrong with that. I was like, yeah, whatever. But, like I said, there's people that are concerned. And, uh so that shit's still lingering, and I guess uh, to this day, church is still like that, there's a lot of people that still wear masks while they're in there, because, you know, it's kind of like, it says it on small walls, like, hey, we recommend it, da, 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 it's up to you, um, they don't want people touching things, like, uh, I remember for the longest time, when you walk into a Catholic church, there's the holy water thing, in a little thing, so you dab it, you put the sign of the cross, or do whatever you want to do, you know, some people fucking just rub it on their face, rub it on their forehead, rub it around their neck, some people do all kind of shit, but the average person just dips it, does the sign of the cross, kisses it, and, you know, whatever. They took that shit away. So. When I went in this. Last week. It was there. So I mean. I didn't use it for me. But I mean. I'm holding my son. So. I dabbed him. blue, 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 Did a little sign of the cross on him. Touched him up and shit. You know. Cause like I said. It doesn't bother me. That my kids are Catholic. I'm not like. What the fuck. Like, I don't believe that bullshit. So they shouldn't. It's fine. I'm I'm the type of person. That, that is like. A. You can fucking make your own mind up. But I mean. Technically my kids can't. Because they're little. But. I, I want them to be able to choose on their own later on. I don't want to fucking force it on them or be like, nah, bro, fuck that shit. That's just dumb. You shouldn't do it. It doesn't matter to me. It really doesn't. And uh, so, like I said, we're there. I'm going to play along. You know, so I did it for him, not for me. The only reason why I'm, I'm mentioning all this is because uh, it turns out when you do the body of Christ, you know, the, the wafer. Uh, well, for those, because like I said, we got a lot of people all over the world, it turns out. I got fucking Bangladesh. Shout out. What up, y'all? um and the philippines well you guys are catholic so i mean you guys kind of probably know that too but uh for those that don't know and the finnish and stuff i don't know i think you guys are christian but for those of you out in the world that are listening that aren't catholic um one of the things that they do is they accept the body of christ towards the end of mass and what you do is you walk out you walk up to the um the the priest and normally he asks you like have you had your first communion because it's only for certain people it's not just for everybody but really all you got to do is say yes. They're not going to check. It's not like they're fucking like a card that you pull out of your wallet and says, "Hey, yeah, look, here." They don't ask for proof. They just, you know, take it. And what it is it's a wafer, but it's a blessed wafer. The wafer is supposed to be that you're eating the body of Christ because, you know, that adds his life to you. That's pretty much what it is. Um so I I get out of the line, you know, because I'm in the closest to the middle of the pew. The pew is what they call the um the, where you sit. So I come out, you know, being polite There's all the ladies, you know, my wife, my daughter, her aunt, her grandma, um, the family friend, the little Filipino lady. uh, They come out. So I'm letting them out. You know, I'm just kind of standing there. You know, I'm letting everybody go. The other side of the pew, I'm like, hey, go ahead. So they're going through. And I'm just holding my son. All I was going to do was wait to the end, be a gentleman and shit, you know, kind of teach my son little stuff, even though, like I said, he's little. It just eventually becomes patterns. And it's crazy the amount of shit he learns. Like I said, he's only, what, 14 months old. He fucking... I could tell him shit, and he'll understand it. Hey, grab that, put that shit back. He goes, grabs it, puts it back. It's fucking crazy. Even if I didn't know where it belongs, I'm like, hey, whatever that is, go put it back. He'll grab it, eh, and then grab it and walk over, put it back. Like, that's oh, cool, man, thanks. Like, little shit like that, it, it helps. So, like I said, I, I'm trying to teach him early on, like, you know, be a gentleman, man. Ladies go first, fucking, I don't give a fuck what people say about the whole gender shit. I don't give a fuck. I'm going to treat you like a lady if I think you're a lady. That's just my thing you want to fucking make a bitch about it, then fine. Get behind me. Don't fucking tell me shit. I don't need to hear you. Just, okay, if you don't agree with it, get behind me then because I'm a man and you're behind me. So fucking you're after me. You're next. Um, But, yeah, you know, I'm just kind of showing him that. So he kind of, he, they come through and my, uh, <laughs> my grandmother-in-law goes, no, you're going. And I was like, okay. So I get in front. I'm not going to argue with her. So I get in front. We go through. And what I'm not paying attention to because, like I said, I don't go. Normally, traditionally, you walk up. You normally kind of kneel if you're an adult, they pour you the glass of wine, but again because of covid they're not doing that because everybody would be touching that one glass. So bacteria whatever. So they're fearful of that. So now they don't do the wine thing. But they do still do the wafer. They break it in pieces and they hand it to you. Normally, you open you look up towards the peak of the church, which is where Jesus is hanging and stuff or you know lights and stuff and like a curtain. And uh you open your mouth, stick your tongue out. Uh and they put a wafer on your tongue. And you close your mouth. You look at the, at the preacher. He blesses you. He does a little sign of the cross. Um, and says something. And I think you're supposed to say amen. I don't know. Like I said, I haven't gone in a while. But <laughs> So when when it's my turn to go up there, maybe it's because I was holding my son. But I had an open hand. Uh, I did what I'm traditionally used to doing. Sticking my tongue out. Bleh. So I stick my tongue out. And he puts the wafer in my mouth. I turn. I tell him thank you. Which, I, like I said, I think I was supposed to say amen or God bless or something. But I said, thank you. I turned. He blesses me and my son. Cool. I turned and walked. As soon as I turned to walk, I noticed my wife, my uh, her aunt, and um, hello. well, no, my daughter didn't care. But them and a few people that were in front of us look at me like, what the fuck? And I'm over here like, what did I do wrong? So I just keep walking. And I catch up to him. We sit down in the pew. And my wife asked me. She goes, did he give you the... the wafer in your mouth i'm like yeah why She goes, i don't think he's supposed to do that and i'm like what do you mean and while i'm while we're discussing this the older family friend the lady that says like in her 90s could be in her hundreds she was in the next pew set behind me so that means she's like four or five people after me so by the time i get back to my seat she's going up i hear her like well he did it turns out since covid's happening you're supposed to put your hands out and the priest puts the wafer in your hand and you give it to yourself but because I, I didn't know any better, like I said, I haven't been there forever, and I stuck my tongue out. He stuck it in my mouth. They wanted that because that's what they're used to. So she's basically like argue with the priest, well not argue, but made a uh, mention of it. Like, well, what uh, like you know, I want one too. And he made her put her hands out. And so she said, well, you gave it to him. And I don't know what happened from there. So it was like a kind of a topic that was discussed even after church when we got out and, you know, we're taking pictures and I'm letting my son walk around and shit. And the next Mass is in Spanish, so there's always, like, Spanish speakers and they're fucking loving my son because, like I said, I I don't know what kind of church or religious, uh, religion anybody listening to this is, but when you go to church, you normally kind of dress up. You don't fucking, you know, you're not dressing fucking uh, 007 shit, but, like, you dress up a little, you know? And, uh, depending on some churches you do, you wear a suit and tie and everything, like the whole tie, dress shoes. I just wore some pretty decent shoes, uh, nice slacks and, uh, some dockers and, um, my button up, you know, nothing crazy, nothing special, but my boy was all decked out, like he did a bow tie and all that shit. So, uh, they also dress up and, uh, yeah, you know, seeing a little dude dressed up and my daughter dressed up, like, fucking people love that shit. They're always like, oh, can we take a picture? Like, yeah, fuck. Um so yeah and, you know we're all just showing off doing our little walks so during that whole time is when i'm hearing from my uh uh grandmother-in-law and aunt-in-law from that older lady the that's lady, in her 90s and so like that she's like can you believe that he gave it to him in his mouth and i when i asked for it he wouldn't give it to me why it, what does it matter if it's with him or not so it became a whole thing so i, I kind of laughed about that that was kind of a little cool little highlight and um yeah i mean like i said it it was cool uh and then we went to go hang out with my with my parents which normally we do on sundays anyway but it's normally after i get out of work around three four depending on the day and uh since that day we're done we went to ihop ate over there hung out got to see my kids interacting with their little cousins because their cousins meet up with them for that uh sometimes they go to church but if they don't wake up early because there's fucking four of them they're all boys uh if they don't wake up early enough they just meet up with everybody at ihop that's like their spot that they go to so you know i just did my traditional thing i ate my fucking french toast and stuff whatever it's ihop it's not i wouldn't go there if, if i was hungry but i mean i'm not it's not my choice so we went did that thing my kids got to see uh, their cousins So that was like their highlight they're like laughing it up and you know I'm, being big kids sitting at their own... T- they actually had the booth and all the adults were sitting at the table. So it was kind of cool seeing little kids at their own little booth and shit. Getting served and, and uh, hearing the waiters and waitresses like treat them like people. Like I said, her oldest cousin that went is... uh Five? Yeah. Yeah, because she's not... Well, yeah, she's four. No, she's not even four yet. She's three. Her... Cousin closest in age is six months older than him. He's four and then a year older. Yeah, he's he's five, maybe almost six. So, uh, yeah, like they're there at the table. That's the oldest person. And then my son in his little booster seat at the end, you know, like at the end of the table. And then the other kids are right there. So it was, it was funny to see, like, uh, you know, them being treated like normal. They're like, oh, do you guys want extra apple juice? And my, my daughter's like, yes, thank you. <laughs> so that, that was cute seeing shit like that. And then on my way out, I, I ran into two people from my work. Well, one, uh, when I first went to the bathroom, in the middle of me eating, I went to the bathroom. I saw them. I was like, what up, dude? You know and then uh, literally when we are leaving, another buddy of mine and his wife were walking in. So that was cool. Um, I don't know. It, it's not like a big deal to me, but it, it seems to be afterward. Like my wife. And my in-laws, I guess because they're, they're just used to my erratic behavior, <laughs> like seeing me as like that weird outcast person, especially amongst them. Like I fucking stand out like a sore thumb. Um, I'm not a black sheep cause there actually are black people in our family, but I mean like, well, I'm pretty dark. Um, but I mean, I, I'm the equivalent of that to them. Like, uh, the only other person in that side of the family that I know they're weirded out by just as much as me is the cousin whose, uh, kids are closest to mine, her, uh, her fiance, he also, he's, A, he's an atheist, but like, I mean, he, he's radical, he's a flat earther, he believes like, everything has to do with the devil, and stuff. he hates, he doesn't want, like his kids being online, and so he's like, like I said, above and beyond, and all that shit, so he's the only other one, besides me, but I'm married into the family already, I've been around for, for like, a little bit longer, um, but uh, yeah, um, like, the, the, we're the only two that kind of stand out, and shit, so, they always seem surprised, especially whenever we go somewhere and they see me like, oh, hey, what's up? I know that person and like bullshitting with somebody and that person coming out of their way to see me and talk to me. I don't know what it is, but they, they always seem like kind of like, what the fuck? Like, yeah, friends. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so that that always makes me laugh. And um, the, the people from my work, like I said, I, I when I was well, the first guy I saw when I went to the bathroom, when we were leaving, I saw him also. You know, I made, made my way to go with them with my son and my daughter. Like, oh, hey, man. Like, here's my kiddos. You know, we're leaving now. And, oh, wow. I mean, your kids are all oh, beautiful. Like, oh, cool, thanks. But the first one, uh, he's, a, he's a bigger, older dude. He's, like, in his 50s. Uh, to see me bullshitting with him laughing and just talking shit and everything, they were, like, tripping on that because they actually mentioned it when we ended up going back to their house before we went to my parents. They are like, that's really strange. I didn't know that you talked to people, like, uh, older than you. I was like, well, yeah, I don't give a fuck. You know? Like, a bunch of people at my at my work are older than me. They're like, yeah, but we just figured you hung around with, like, people your own age or younger. I was like, nah, I'm like, I'm good with them, too. Like, I I just like people. I mean, as long as you're a good person. I've said this a thousand times, like, I really don't like people. That is true. I really don't like the average person. But, I mean, standouts, like I said, look at the crew. We're not normal. Like, I think the most normal out of all of us would be Bucks, you know? And he's not at all. (laughs) So, I mean, you can start from there i wouldn't say i'm the most eclectic or anything out of us but i'm up there um uh murphy uh listening to sometime drunks you realize like he ain't normal and i don't mean that in a negative way at all that's why i love and enjoy the company with that guy man he always has a story to tell me he always has something to tell me that a i've never even heard b i've never thought of or c like is just extremely interesting to me or entertaining like i said like that's why I love doing those STDs man I don't know um, I heard our numbers went up at one point I mean whatever like I said I don't really care for that if you enjoy it you enjoy it I'm not I'm not doing this for any attention or anything I, I, I do this because a it's like a venting type thing it's easier to talk to on here because I'm not being interrupted as opposed to like talking to my wife you know like she's always has like her thoughts on it and she's she can easily point out my wrongs at any point so and I'm not trying to be corrected. I'm just, like, letting it out, you know? Like, so, that that's that's why I do this, or continue to do it, really. Originally, it was it was to do it because uh, when uh, we were just doing, or I was just doing it on Boozing Dudes, the few episodes that I would let my friends know that I was on, when they would listen to it, they were like, dude, that's fucking crazy. I can't believe that. You should do more. And I was like, oh, okay, I guess I'll do more. So that's what made me start SGR. But from there... I said, the few, the, those emails that I initially got when I gave out the email address, um, that was cool, man, to read and, like, hear from you guys. That was a trip because, A, culturally, we're completely different. The first emails were mostly from Finland and uh, East Coast, Midwest. I mean, I've, I've been to those areas, but I don't really know it that well. East Coast, I know a little bit more because of the family. But, um, yeah, it, it was just cool hearing from you guys and shout out to uh kentucky for giving us the uh well for giving yeah me the uh idea and name when you when you call this a bunch of small town drunks which i turned into some town drunks uh std because the acronym just fit perfectly you know me and uh murphy used to joke all the time about that shit and people have told me that too like especially when i was at my worst like oh dude i'm pretty sure you're gonna get an std i was like no that we not condoms not hard to do like and I'm like, oh really like yeah i can put on a condom especially if a chick's like oh no it's fine I'm like yeah bitch I'm, good thing i did put this on man like what the fuck does that be like you barely know me Ew. um but uh yeah uh I, I those subjects have never been anything to me sex taboo and death and destruction like doom related things I, I love those like those Those are what i tend to be interested in the most um and uh i guess that, that'll be like a little preview that'll probably be my next episode i'm gonna try to do a std with um with uh, murphy about it as well um my next subject will probably be about um school shootings because uh i mean well one first ones are in the news a lot but not i don't want to just talk about them in the sense of like oh man we would you get rid of guns okay that's what everybody wants to do uh, that's not even my thing like i, I don't that's not going to help to me because you can get rid, get rid of guns tomorrow uh, the only people that are that that's gonna affect our good people, criminals are still get guns. What don't, like we have made drugs illegal for how many years? People still got not, got access to drugs every day. Like remember prohibition? We tried getting rid of alcohol. What happened? The fucking rich or anybody that was seedy was able to get alcohol. It it didn't do anything. The only people that it affected were good people that follow rules. So that's the dumbest thing to me. It it never is. That's fucking stupid. It's not gonna work. That that's just first and foremost. But the main reason why I want to talk about it is the part that nobody else is talking about, and not just the mental health part. Like people bring that up, like oh the person was crazy. Okay, it's not an excuse. Like I know crazy people too. Most of them are just crazy. They don't fucking get violent, you know. Most of them are just delusional. They have weird fucking, uh, you know, uh, what the fuck is called? Um, they're delusional and um, they uh, fuck. I can't even think of it right now. But um, by the time I do the episode, I will. But yeah, I just want to talk about that more. Like, there, there's other things. Like I said, I've had dark thoughts too, and I mean, I thought horrible shit, but I don't act on it. And that's what I want to talk about. Like, just because you think a certain way doesn't mean that's all that there is. And to me, what I think about with these people is that they they were down and out, man. Nobody wanted to listen to them. Nobody cared, and so they felt that that's all they had left. And like I said, I'll go more into it. I'm gonna do an episode on my own. Uh, I would. I would like to get a, an episode with, um, with Murph, uh, STD one, because that is a really dark and taboo subject that most people don't want to talk about. And I mean, I, I know he'll talk about it. Um, we've kind of talked about it before when, um, Columbine happened, I was in high school. So was he, uh, he got a call. He, he got talked to also about that. Like, um, you know, he, he was approached about it and, uh, I was as well, but. Not for the reasons you think. It was just because I had taken the day off from school that day. And it had nothing to do with that. It wasn't like I knew anything. This is pre-internet. Like, well, the internet that we know now. Internet was around back then, but it wasn't the way it is now. It was more of, like, uh, small chat rooms and shit. You had to be part of a group to even be around that type of thing. There was no dark... Like, the web would be what is considered the dark web now. Where it's like, no one knows who the fucks anybody is. That's how the internet was back then. So, um i, 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 I want to talk about that so that, that'll be the next episode but I, I really felt like i needed to talk about this whole bisectomy thing damn god an hour already Fuck! <laughs> i thought it was gonna be like half an hour all right well yeah so like i said you guys have kind of already heard the next song so um yeah until then take care and uh thanks for listening <laughs> Just great, great balls of fire! And fire.